Hey there, this is Davey Boy Smith Jr., current MLW Tag Team Champion and future MLW World Heavyweight Champion. And you are tuned in to another episode of To Be Blunt with PZ. Stay tuned. right you are tuned into the 2b blood podcast ladies and gentlemen the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and we are here on a special july 4th independence day show i'm here with my co-host frank knox frank how you feeling today man i'm feeling great i feel the fireworks are gonna explode today on this holiday edition oh absolutely this is gonna be huge you know, we're live. We've been fucking around. All these other podcasts out there are taking breaks, have been off for a week, and we're here live on the holiday while you guys are out drinking and enjoying yourself. We're here in the podcast to give you all the exclusive shit you need to get through this holiday. I hope you guys are out there enjoying your margaritas on the beach. We're putting in the work here in the studio, holiday or not, we're live. That's right. I'm sitting here. I got two fireball shots in front of me, and we're about to do the newest part. You know, I figured this is the 2B Blunt podcast. Where are my right fireball from? shots? Oh, here they are. I got two in front God of me, damn too. It, Frank, I already set you up. Listen, you know, the only way we're going to do this podcast is we're going to do it right. All right. And I thought to myself, you know, we're going to run the 2B Blunt podcast. Every podcast should start. With the ceremonial lighting of the blunt. I could dig that. So I got like a two gram king palm loaded right now. That is a big blunt. I could testify for it. Of that jungle, whatever it was, jungle juice, jungle Jungle. Fever. I think you said it was jungle, jungle diamond, diamonds. Jungle diamonds. That's right. Jungle diamonds. And we're going to do the ceremonial lighting of the blunt. So I ask you, Frank, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I said, Frank, are you you ready? We're ready. Then, for the two of us in the studio, and in hundreds of you laying at home listening to this podcast, ooh, let's get ready to smoke it. Oh man, you know I've never had one of these king pounds before. I need it. I think I think I need a drum roll for that segment, bro. Yeah, I think we need next a drum time we're going to put a drum roll. Yeah, for you know, sure. We need a drum roll. I mean, that blunt is pretty big. Holy people shit. Would, people would consider that the size you, of a maybe gorilla Maybe we need to put finger. a picture of this on the Instagram. Yeah, well, we'll get one up. Because now this shit's lit. And if you're going to do it, you got to do it now. All right, all right. You I'll know? put it up for everyone listening. Yeah, look at this thing. King Pong, right at the front. If you all don't right. know, our Instagram page is 2B Blunt Podcast. You want to see the size of this King Pong we got loaded up. And our nice little setup, you know, feel free to hit us up. You know, I don't like to even get kicked off into things till I had a few rips. So we got to go ahead and do that first because I need to have my mind right after spending all day trying to get this shit going. You know, uh, my brother had been in from San Diego, so I've had my time's been a little constrained. <coughs> oh, shit, <coughs> bro. <coughs> You're choking already. Damn, bro. 
Anyways, like I was saying, some of my brothers in town. Shout out GP. Yeah, shout out GP. You know, that's my homie. He lives in San Diego now, so he came home to visit. And uh, we'll see you on the shore, brother. That's right. And my time had been, you know, taken up. I haven't seen my brother in like months. It's probably August last, you know, Christmas probably. Six actually. months. Yeah, six Still months. Still a long time. So we spent all day today, me and Frank in the studio, putting the show together. Getting all the, you know, the sounds ready and all the good shit we do that makes our show fucking hilarious and funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been a great time. And another thing I think we got to bring up, Frank, is the fact, you know, that today is not just any holiday, you know. But Independence Day has me feeling very, uh, you know, American. Oh, yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. Do you? I feel like it's making me feel... Real American. Oh, to all the Hulkamaniacs out there, this one's for you, brother. Stop your fears and let's go, baby. America. You know something, brother? I'm going to smoke this here blunt better than anybody's done it before me. It's going to be the mega powers. Tell me more, brother. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be super. It's going to be everything, brother. You're going to take your pills. You're going to eat your vitamins. You're going to smoke your weed. And you're going to do it all here on the 2B Blood Podcast. Sorry, I had to have a little moment there. I loved every minute of it, man. I'm, I mean, you've seen our Instagram page. You saw how I'm feeling for the next three days. It's just like the Hulkster, baby. That's right. And not just about Hulk. You know, today's also uh, the anniversary of when Lex Express, Lex Luger, body slammed Yokozuna. Yes. Great, great memory of my childhood. You know, and that moment will stick in many fans. uh Minds for yes. the rest of eternity. Exactly. We saw many men step in that ring that day. Try and not succeed. But one man came in and stood tall, and that man was Lex Luger. That's right. I just want to say also, shout out. The chat's already popping off on uh, the Spreaker app. If you guys are not, you don't have the Spreaker app, you can chat with us live. If you want to call in, 860-384-7110. We are live in studio. We will pick up. We ain't fucking around. I still got real American going. And as you know, I mentioned last week, anybody out there wanted, you know, be our intern. We will pay you in smoke-ups uh, throughout the day or during the show. And weed. Yeah, and weed, weed. You know, we'll pay you in weed. So come on in. Bro, this thing burns like a fucking cigar, bro. Yeah, that thing is meant. Here, you want, you want to hit this? I've been holding yeah, on to this shit it. since we started. I'll hit it. You're going to hit it. King Palm. King Palm. You Shout know, out to King Palm. I went down to the store, the, you know, the local head shop, and I was in there shopping around looking for some uh, other shit. And I seen a big bag of these things in the back. Now, I mean, I've heard of King Palm, any stoner has, uh, but I've never smoked one, so I had to try it out. And I figured, what better time to light that thing than right here on the 2B Blunt Podcast before we get into all the talk about wrestling and whatever else. You know what I mean? I hear you, PZ. I hear you. And this and, is episode two. You already right. know. Episode two. You know, and we are 100% in here, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited. You know, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a big weekend, AEW, Fighter Fest, uh, Rod Smackdown with the helm of Paul Heyman and everything the else. new era. We're going to get into all that. And if we're going to talk about news, what better way to start than to give the hotline, the Kincaid hotline, a ring? What do you say, Frank? I'm about it, but that son of a bitch tried to rip us off last time. I know. It's better to be free. Hold on. Let's call this guy up right now, the Kincaid hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Exclusive breaking news brought to you by the Kincaid Hotline. And now, renowned reporter, Don Kincaid. It's Don Kincaid, baby! Frank? I don't think Frank's there. What is Frank? You there? Yeah, I'm here. I think King Gabe, he, he hung up the phone on us. No way. We got to call him back. I swear to God. I don't know what happened. I tried to call King Gabe to play this music, and then the guy was nowhere to be found. This Maybe he's out drinking tequila in his sandals somewhere on the beach. I can't believe this. I don't, I'm not sure what happened here. Do you think the Kincaid hotline's closed today for the 4th of July? I thought King Gabe said that it was going to be open. I don't know. I mean, we could try him again. Gee, you know. Should we try him again, or should we just move on, and we'll try him a little later in the show? Uh, let's let's move on, I guess. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, maybe the King Kane outline is closed for the holiday, but I think, you know, we should probably give him a call back in a little bit. No, we'll call him back. Um, we'll definitely give him a call back. Well, why don't we go into, you know. Why don't we go into AEW? You want to talk about AEW? Yeah, why not? Fighter Fest. This Saturday took place uh, for free on Bleacher free. Report Live, which was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed the, the show. It started off a little slow, though. What do you think? You know what? It did. I thought the first few matches were kind of, eh, like, I mean, like there, was, there were Daniels, Oshima, I mean. Okay, you brought up a very good point when we were watching the show together. Here, take this shit for me, man. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> During that match, there was a lady in the front row, right? What was she doing? <laughs> she was sleeping. She was out cold. This lady was snoozing in the front row of AEW Fighter Fest during the Christopher Daniels match. And you pointed that out to me, and I really was, like, surprised, you know? I couldn't believe it. These people, like... You're in the in front row. You're in the front row. Maybe and you're going to sit there. Maybe she was doing that hard stuff that makes people nod out, you know? Maybe I mean, she's a nodder. Maybe. But uh, if you ask me. The match was slow, and he fought uh, Oshima, who I never even heard of before. Didn't you uh, make a point to me that uh, they made mention of Oshima fighting Omega earlier uh, right before the match had started, yeah. As soon, right before the bell had rang, they announced that Oshima will be fighting Kenny Omega at the next event. Um, so right then and there, as a fan, I'm like, all right, well, I might as well just uh, go on my phone because I know Oshima's going to win. He's going to. I mean, I don't even know who he is, so he has to get the rub. He's fighting pretty much, I what I consider the biggest name in AEW and best performer, Kenny Omega. I was just really surprised to hear that they had, you know, let him let him go out there announcing that he was fighting Kenny Omega. I t- and I thought that you made the good point that they kind of gave away the finish to that match. You know, before it even started. Before the bell rang. Yeah. They already gave it away. So it's like. So what we had thought was going to happen happened. Oshima won. And, uh. It was a it was an okay match. I mean, it wasn't anything I'd go back and watch again. Really? No. Between the two of them? No, definitely not. I mean, what followed that up was the uh, 
triple threat match with Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. The women's match. But my favorite participant in that match is none other than Yuka Sakazaki. Sakazaki. She was great. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> She's got the greatest, I swear to God, the greatest best work. Best name, best name. Yeah. You know, and uh, the name makes you hop out of your seat alone. You know, Sakazaki. I, I thought that they did a good job, um, you know, highlighting Nyla Rose's size, you know, against the two uh, smaller uh, wrestlers. And I thought that they, they both worked together to try to chop her down from the legs, you know, try to take her off her feet and keep her down. And the the hype, I mean, the way they built the match and how it, it started all kind of slow, but then it just started building and you really didn't know which way it was going to go by the end of the match. And the, I, I, at first I told you that it was a match. I was like, eh, I didn't really care about it. You told me you're like, all right, that's going to be over in a minute. Yeah, you're right. You, you I think it's going to be a fucking squash match, bro. Yeah, and she was just going to set up the dominant Nyla Rose versus uh, King Kong. Or Awesome, awesome Kong, Kong, Kong. King Sorry, Kong. King Kong. Okay, well, we're smoking King Kong blunt, so I'm just... <laughs> confused right now no that's true awesome kong awesome kong. <laughs> but yeah it was a great match man i loved every minute of that match <coughs> i love every minute of this blood <coughs> i could tell you're choking oh Easy's my god choking you know that's it the get <sighs> the get choked rapper the get choked rapper yeah i told you i never smoked the king pound holy shit it burns so slow so yeah <coughs> we had uh let's keep going let's talk about um when the show actually started to pick up, in my opinion, which was the... Because uh, there was only really three big matches in this Well, card. I said the yeah. same thing about Double or Nothing, though. The last three matches were the highlight. You know, uh, same thing here. I thought that, the, you know, the, the last few matches were the highlight, and that would start with Cody Rhodes and Darby Allin. I know. personally, I hated that match. It was just a beatdown. You um, hated it? The end was okay, but the first ten minutes... Was just Darby was just getting thrown around the ring like a rag doll, taking these rag doll bumps that were all spinach, and you know, I it just didn't do it for me. It did seem like a classic just beat down, it was like beat very one sided throughout the first half of the match, maybe the first three quarters, even. The dude was taking stupid bumps too. Like, how oh. about the bump on the apron of the ring? Let's what was talk he about doing? that. He was doing a trust dive. I think we even got what, the what is that out. called? A trust the dive. trust fall. The, the trust, trust fall. fall. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be that was the trust fall. Oh, oh no. What is he going? Oh, no, 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 no. no. This is it. Oh, no. Come on, Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Good God almighty. On the hardest part of the ring, right on the edge. You know. I know. I Listen, I know. I know. I've been there. All right? Now, and everybody knows that the, the outside of the ring is the hardest part of the ring to fall. And it, and it hurts the most. And I can tell you that from experience, if you don't know, I've been in the ring before. Like, this is not... This was something when I saw it and he hit that side. I didn't know what the guy was going to do at first, but when he hit, I literally cringed, bro. I, I cringed. cringed. Like, I, I literally was just like, I felt like my stomach get sick. I was like, oh, no, nah, bro. I was like, this, this guy's fucked. This guy's fucked. Why would you do that? Like, and that what? was after taking all those ridiculous bumps leading up to that. That I mean, he was getting beat down. Yeah. And then, you know, after the beat down was over is the most talked about incident that happened, which is... The chair shot. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, I almost forgot about that. 
You know? You almost forgot about well, the Well, <laughs> sorry, you know, maybe Kincaid not answering my fucking calls threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I get you. You know? But hey, but, man, he's got a life, too, you know? he Maybe he's busy. Maybe he's recording a Kincaid file. Or, who the hell knows? But I know Spears came, comes in, you know, Cody's sitting there on the ground. He runs in with the chair. And, you know, he he gave him the most ungodly shot to the top side of his head. Sickening thud. And I think we even got the clip of that, too. We should pull it up. Yeah, we'll pull it up. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Sean Spears. Oh, oh my God. Good God almighty. Spears with a chair shot right to the to He cleaned his clock, bro. He was defenseless, and this, for me, this is kind of one the pay-per-view took kind of a tipsy turn for me because... For the better or the worse, though? For the worse, because this oh. is when the announcers didn't know what to do for 15, 20 minutes. Cody <laughs> Rhodes wasn't back there producing the show, and they're there with no video packages, just replaying it over and over and over and over. I don't want to take take away from the chair shot, but I that was one of the things that I mentioned to you is that uh, in between... Each fucking match, there was no video package. There was no backstage promo. It was mostly just uh, commentary sitting there, almost not knowing what to do. Yeah, they had to carry the show during the slow points. And when there's no story, there's no stories leading up to the show. That's another problem. That's what you kind of have to do in a way, too. I mean, what are they supposed to do? Well, I don't know. You can't blame good old Jim Ross. No, but know? I can tell you what, it, it made an impact. For me, it's kind of when I'm like, all right, I either show me a video package, get me pumped, or just move on to the next match. Well, let's move on to the back to the subject that hand the chair shot. All right. Uh, in your opinion, uh, the chair shot itself. Not not the fact they got busted open, even though that was everything you know everybody's talking about is how nasty the chair shot is. Where do you think they're going to be going next with this attack? Like they had not been setting up uh, a match between Cody and you know Perfect Ten at all up until this point. So, what are your thoughts on where they're going to take it from here? Well, this is setting up the match between Cody and Sean Spears, also known as Ty Dillinger. Um, I'm right now. Cola. Right now, oh, we have a caller coming in. Who's yeah, this? I don't know. Let's see who it is. That's actually, that's the line. Yeah. Shit. Hello? Hey, you're on the 2B Blood Podcast. Who's this? Send voicemail. Press 2. Voicemail? Get the fuck out of here. What the Pick fuck is this? Press 1. Press 1. I'm not pressing 1. Whatever. Maybe. Uh, you know what? If that, whoever that was trying to call, goddammit. It sounded like Don Kincaid trying to call. It probably was Don Kincaid. He's probably mad he missed Should our call. call him back? You want to try to call Don Kincaid Yeah, let's back? try calling him back. Oh, man. I can't, he probably was trying to call us, so we might be able to do I that. thought I heard busy. <laughs> you thought it would. What are you trying to say? You think it was Moonshine trying to call him? No, it could have been. I think it was Don Kincaid. Don Kincaid. Well, let's try to get Don Kincaid to call again. Maybe he'll pick up this time, that son of a bitch. Ladies okay, and maybe we're going to get lucky. Let's hope we get lucky. Brought to you by the Come King on, Don, pick up. And now, renowned reporter, Don Kincaid. It's Don Kincaid, baby. That's right. I just loaded up my minutes for the Kincaid hotline. Kincaid, what do you got for us this week? 
Well, first off, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm still charging you double for getting that scoop on Moonshine McCready last week, and this is it. That's it. I am not playing around with you guys anymore. But let's get into some news because Frank Peasy, Frank Peasy, shit is hot right now. And I'm going to start with un. Charter territory for Beyond Wrestling last night. Last, oh, dude, it was insane. But I have to mention one specific match that happened. It was Thomas Santel versus Club Cam. Club Cam is Cam Zygami. Turned it into Club Cam. He's evolved into something that we've never seen before. And then on the outskirts was one Richard Holiday. It was one Christian Casanova. They wanted to beat the piss out of Thomas Santel and stuff him in a garbage can. But instead of stuffing him in that garbage can, they put him in the ring. All three of them were beating the hell out of poor Thomas Santel. Cam Zygami, he took off his belt and whipped. Yes, he whipped Thomas Santel with a belt. It was brutal. And then out comes none other than Nick fucking Gage, baby. And I'm telling you, this is going to be insane because next week, there's a tag team that's set up already. It's going to be Thomas Santel and Nick Gage. It's like the odd couple coming together and they're going to go against two mystery guys. We don't even know. But that's going to be next Wednesday on Uncharted Territory. You guys cannot miss this shit. That's going to be right down on Foxwoods, huh? Right in our home uh, home state. Oh, dude. Catch your I'm breath, Don. Catch your breath. Come on. My, my minutes right? are ticking, though. Come, Come on, on. Hurry up. Okay, okay, okay. Get okay. it together, Don. We right, need right, you. Right, right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Now, this is some really big news that I think you guys are going to want to hear. Now, Flip Gordon, he had a little injury for a little while, but then when he came back, he started seeing a little bit different in Flip Gordon. Now, talk about evolution. Flip Gordon is now called the mercenary Flip Gordon, and he has now entered the, uh, the fray, if you will, with Villain Enterprises. That is led by none other than Marty Skrull himself, and the other cohorts with him is Brody King and PCO, plus Flip Gordon the Mercenary as a foursome in ROH is going to create havoc in wrestling. That's all I'm saying, PZ. That is huge news, Don. That's a, that's a big team right there. Dude, I, I don't know how much more I can give you guys right now. Don, <laughs> come on. We need a couple more stories. We're not asking for much here. Well, we paid you know the what? minutes. Catch his breath. Is he dying over here? You weren't paid the minutes. Give us our goddamn dirt already. <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to keep you guys on as long as I can because I'm charging you double. So you know what? I've got more information. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don, let's not forget that you owe us this week no, for giving us no. the old news and making us break the breaking news. Oh, okay. You want some breaking news? I'll give you some breaking news. Let's hear it. All right, now. Okay, okay, okay. Now. Oh. All right. Okay, breaking news. It's SmackDown. I have to talk about the viewership of SmackDown lately. It's been dropping over the past four weeks. This past SmackDown on Tuesday night, it only brought in 1.9 million viewers. PG, Frank, what the hell is going on with the viewership? I hope this PG stuff turns around. They can make it edgier like they're going to say, and we get some more action on WWE TV. And not only that, on the WWE when they go to Fox, oh man, in October it's going to be insane because Fox wants so many changes. Now, Fox wants none other than the potter, the president of the United States, the Donald himself, to make a return 
WWE TV. What? And I think they just Are you talking yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump, the president of the United States? The Potters, baby. The it's man the who lost in a hair versus hair match in oh WrestleMania? My God. Hey, he's a Hall of Famer. Come on, guys. He's a Hall of Famer. Wow, Donald Trump on SmackDown. Sounds desperate. So, hey, let's not call it desperation right now. It's possibility, but let's not call that right now. So let me end with some more news if I can. And I know you guys. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got two more. Let me sneak in this one, baby. You're going to love this. The WWE Network is hosting the Evolve anniversary show if i'm not mistaken it is their anniversary because they've been rolling for about 10 years now now check this shit out it is going to be two of our home local guys it's going to be josh briggs versus the retrosexual anthony green on the wwe network i hope he brings his honeys don you know i think you got a thing for anthony green well he does roll around with the honeys peasy Hey, that must be what Don likes about it. Yeah. I hope that's what he likes about it. Hey, I don't roll that way. Only on every other uh, Saturday it is, I think. But that's besides the point. That's a different story. And, hey, I got to end this because I am sweating my ass off. It's like 100 degrees outside. And, you know, I'm going to end with something big because you guys like the AD- AEW, don't you? That's right. Yeah, we're fans. All right. All right, all right. I got something for you. Check this shit up. Now. What you got last, At the last event with the Fighter Fest, we've seen, again, a couple of our local boys' private parties really get to uh, shine, if you will, in a tag team match. And not only did they shine, but they were offered a full-time contract with AEW. Wow. Private party. Uh, Weren't they over in uh, Queens, uh, House of Glory? They were everywhere, baby. They were at NEW. They were at PVP. They were they were everywhere. You name it, they were everywhere. And not only that with the AEW news. Check this out. July 13th will mark their next event. And it's going to be called Fight for the Fallen. And not only that, it's going to be on Bleacher Report for free again, baby. Check that shit out. I still don't understand how they're going to be making any money over there if they keep putting these shows out for free. Well, hey, man. You know, that's why we don't own the company. So we'll just see where it goes. I think they're making money off the subscriptions. That's very possible because... Subscriptions to what? Yeah, yeah, check this out, PG. Check this out. Not only did 150,000 people watch the free stream, but... Bleacher Report Live got 300,000 more subscribers just from the fighter, the, the fight cut itself. Wow. It's I mean, that's so a big think, jump. They're turning that in a way to make revenue. I think everybody's making a few cents on all of these clicks and whatnot and all of the streaming and all of that. And I think it's going to start coming together. I, you know, like you guys said, how the hell are they making money? But I mean, let's, Cody Rhodes just got knocked in the head with a, 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 a very hard chair shot. So I don't know what his thinking is nowadays, but let's see where it goes. That's all I got to say. And AEW, man, they're a force to be reckoned with right now. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking AEW. Wow, Don. That's a lot of dirt for this week. Well, Don, you're charging us double into the 4th of July, so we're going to have to let you go. Wait, I got 10 more stories since I'm charging you double. Sorry, Don. Everyone, the human dirt sheet, Don Kincaid. It's the highest motherfucking podcast around. To be blunt, 
And we're back. Finally, that motherfucker picked up, huh? I know. What the Jesus fuck? Christ. I, I had to call him twice today just to get it to the news. The, I'll tell you right now that better never happen again, Don. You know what? I'll tell you what. Our listeners better be thankful that they don't have to call because this is ridiculous. I know. It's a full-time yeah. job for Don. That's it. You know? But he's always got the dirt. You know? You got to give him that. He's the human dirt sheet. Don Kincaid. Don Kincaid, baby. You know? And we got the what King Kong do, of all blunts here today. The King Palm. King which Palm. Which we will light again. I wish I had my drum roll effect, but... Uh, we're not going to go into that. Yeah, I don't have one. Nah, I, I can't really one. do it verbally. I'm not a good beatboxer. Nah. Well, thank God, you know. But uh, let's go right back in. Like, we were talking about the chair shop from uh, Spears to Spears. Cody Rhodes. Yep. And I asked you where we thought that this was actually going to head into. One, you know? It's heading down one road and one road only. That's uh, Spears, Rhodes. Rivalry feud. I know Cody Rhodes is just, you know, he fought his brother. Now he's teaming up with his brother. So you think this is going to be maybe the first AEW long-term feud? Yeah. Yeah. For See, sure. I, I, I hope. I hope so. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they need a story to, you know. This is the beginning of the first story that's going to be told in. AEW. But they need they need a story to go off of. Like they're just they're hyping all these shows. Yeah, they're what we need to know now is why did he give him the chair shot, you know? Well I mean, what's you, his what's his intentions? Well, I think he wants, you know. He wants to be known. Yeah. Why is he why do you make the jump, you know, per se, only to come back and you know, be put to the back of the line again? You know? I'm sure that wasn't what he thought was gonna happen. I thought him and Cody were, you know, Backstage friends and whatnot. Could be all the work. It's some bullshit. That's what this is. Yeah. Let's go into, you know. Uh, so after the chair shot, like we said, it was. <coughs> they should have went to the next match probably like, what, 10 minutes sooner than they did? They should have, but they didn't. <coughs> that was the uh, the tag match. Yep. The six-man tag match, actually, it was with um, the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega. You know, and they came out in their Street Fighter gear. Yes, sir. And I, you apparently were not a fan of this. Uh, no, I was not a big fan at all. And why were you not a fan of this? It was uh, just gimmick? a little too cheesy. I don't know. They did the whole music. They they moved like them. It was kind of funny. I guess. I don't know. I guess it was pretty funny. But I, I, you know, I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like the, you know, the guy who came on stage, you know, did the whole gimmick before they can even make a kid. Yeah, that's the, the part that was threw me off. Oh, I thought you didn't like the actual like, outfits. You got something you don't like about Street Fighters. Or just maybe, I'm more uh, of a Mortal Kombat guy, so uh, maybe I do. But I do love a good Ryu or Ken. Like, Hayouken! Hayouken! That's a shit, yo. Maybe I should say that from now on when I go to Light the Hell. Hayouken! We could just get a sound clip of one of them doing it. That'd be so much easier. But it's way cooler to just go, Hayouken! I mean, it is. It is. But let's move on. I mean, that match was great, but I want to. Yeah, I but move I want to let you know that oh. it was a five star match, and my uncle, Rick Knox, officiated the match. AEW's best that. official, best referee in the game, my uncle, Rick Knox. Shout out to my uncle, Rick. I can't believe that's amazing. You know, your uncle, Rick, out yeah. there working AEW. Yeah, he worked the tag match, and it was a spot fest. Great match, five star match. You watch it. Just a spot fest. Great, great match. You would say that. Um, yeah, I would. I liked it. Should we talk about the, 
the main event though. Oh, that or was maybe the, the the main event. That was my favorite part. That was main, it. Wasn't really big. the main event though. You know, it really was. It was a uh, unsanctioned, right. unsanctioned match. Let's see, so John Moxley versus Bad Boy Joey Janela, and holy fucking shit, bro! That match was crazy. That match was crazy. They just went all out. Old school ECW. They pulled out all the fucking hardcore stops. And I, my mind was blown most like most of the match. Like the level of violence was incredible and some of it even funny. The match was awesome. Very extreme. I mean, you're talking thumbtacks, ladders, tables, barbed wire, tables with barbed wire. I mean, these guys were pulling thumbtacks. And barbed wire off their skin, out of their ass. Hey, hey what it do? I'll tell you, I got what ne- it do, baby. One of my favorite things about that was uh, uh, when he took Joey Janela and he took his shoes and socks off after he laid the tax down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he drops his feet right down on the tax. I hope I got the clip of that because the noise that Janela makes when his feet hit the tax was literally incredible. Tax! No! Don't pick it to his heel! He's screaming in agony! How about how about Janela on the top of the ladder though? I mean that was oh man, that was one of my favorite moments. That so. man on top he's of the ladder, crazy. He's great. He's great. I mean, he was what maybe fifteen feet in the air, twenty feet in the air off the biggest ladder they got. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the you know tallest guy. Strongest to guy. a whole new level. But this guy is awesome. Paul Turner pleading with Janela, trying to touch on the crowd. What's he gonna do? You heard it through the table. They both go, you know, and what an incredible, you know, visual. Yeah. They pulled out all the stops, all the stops, uh, ladders, tables, chairs. It didn't matter. Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. And then, of course, uh, at the end, Moxley gets the win with the uh, the, the, the Hellrider, whatever they call it now. It's every week. we <laughs> hey, The Hellrider. Yeah. I don't know, because he's every promotion, he changes the fucking name. You know, how do you expect a guy who smokes like I do to remember that shit? I but, smoke like I smoke. That's right. But right on the tax, you know, and it was just, ah, oh, it was so good. And, you know, I'll give you. Yeah, so he got the win. Get the applause. But for it me. wasn't over yet because, as you remember, and, you know. Oh, that's right. The last pay per view, he came out and attacked Omega, where he so, made his debut right on the poker chip. So he had to come back and get his revenge. You know, that was yeah. incredible. So now we have our second feud built up. That's it. You're right. Now we have two. So, yeah. So, so maybe we're getting something here. We're getting here. something here. We're they got to have something. Along. They can't just jump on TV. I mean, without. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. I mean, I'll buy that pay-per-view 10 out of 10 times every day. This is true. I hear you. You know, so. Dude, we got a caller calling in. I'm excited to see in. that. All we right, got a caller. Let's see where, who's, who's calling in. Hello, you're on the 2B Blunt Podcast. Peasy, Frank Knox, what's going on? Happy Fourth, fellas. Oh, who's this? Oh, this is the Scott. 
Oh, the remember Scott. that name. Wait, remember it now. The the Scott, like the the That's Scott. Right. This is the Scott that we were talking about last week, Frank. Where I told you that if we needed someone to ch- you know fact check us, this would be the guy. This man is the master of all wrestling knowledge. Oh, you guys couldn't have said it any better myself. That's right. I am the Scott. The word Mark. It's done. It's dead. It's over. It's passe. It's gone. It's all about the Scots now. And out of all the Scots, I am the Scott. I know more wrestling knowledge than anybody out there. I have all this knowledge in my head, and I'm putting it to the test right here on the 2 Beep one podcast. So, challengers, listeners, bring it on. Call in. I want to hear if you could take out the Scott. So in case you guys didn't know for all the listeners, this guy is literally the smartest wrestling fan of all time. This guy is unmatched in trivia. I have seen him over the years firsthand, just, firsthand destroying entire crowds of people in wrestling trivia. This man is unstoppable. And we here at the 2B Blunt podcast are, are you know, we're going to put this guy over. We want you guys to call in and try to stump the Scott. That's going to be the newest segment coming in a couple of weeks. Where you will call in, Willie will have the Scott in studio, right? The and one and only. The one and only. And you will have the opportunity to try to stump the Scott for a prize. I don't see anyone doing it, PZ. I don't think anybody's going to stump the Scott. And, like, we've known Scott for a long time now. This is, you know, probably 15 years easy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anybody smarter than him when it comes to wrestling. I don't know anybody who's as big as a wrestling fan. As the Scott. In fact, he's so much of a wrestling fan. is why we got rid of the word marks in our inner circle and started calling everyone Scots. We're just Scots, but he is the Scott. Scott, how long would you say you've been watching wrestling for? Oh, my God. I think since I could crawl. Since you could crawl. Since I could crawl. We're talking talking late 1980s, yeah, but I've got uh, plenty of knowledge in this brain, and uh, I'm ready to put it to the test. Frank, you want to try him out? Uh, Bring it on, Frank. You want to give him a question, Frank? Hey, Scott, I got a question for you. Who were the uh, participants in the last WCW championship match? Oh, he's going to go last WCW championship match. You're talking about the last WCW show or the last WCW pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. Oh, pay-per-view? Because I'll give you both if you want. Give give us both. You want to show out, Scott? Show out. So the last WCW pay-per-view, that would be greed. And the title match, the championship match at that, would be none other than Scott Steiner defending against Diamond Dallas Page. Oh. Huh? And if you want to know the last WCW championship match, and of course, uh, I'm pretty sure your question was the original WCW. We're not talking about some in you know, stuff in WWF, right? We're talking about No, we're WCW. talking Nitro. We're talking TNT on right. Monday night. So we're talking, I'll even give you this, March 25th, 2001, the last Nitro. Panama City Beach, Florida, right? The main event, actually it wasn't the main event, but it was the championship match that night, and it was Scott Steiner defending the title against Booker T. There you go. Wow. Can you check the facts here? Is he right? Uh, somebody check it. Somebody I'm looking. I'm looking. Well, what we thought would happen is happening, and the Scott is right on. Oh, my God. See, this he is what delivered. I'm talking about. I don't think anybody out there in the podcast world and the 2B Blunt universe is going to be able to stump this guy. And that's why we're going to do this segment, Stump the Scott. I don't think anybody's going to be able to step up to the plate. This man will be the 2B Blunt Trivia Champion. 
We got to get a belt made for this guy before he even starts. We're going to put him over. It's already in production, PZ. It's already in production. I'm liking the sounds of that belt. All right. So, Scott, what do you think? Maybe in a few weeks we'll have you uh, in studio and we'll run this. We'll let the audience come in and challenge, and you can come in and see if you can be stumped, which I know is not possible. It sounds good. I will let the people know when I'm there, and they can bring it on. Oh, all right. Thanks, Scott. All right, Scott. All right. Nice to you. The Scott. That's right, the Scott. The Scott. You got any there, last guys. words, Scott, before we let you go? No, I think we're good. I look forward to the challenge. All right. Thanks, All Scott. All right. Happy 4th of July, Scotty. That's right. Happy 4th, fellas. My name is Brian Tillman Jr. I am one-third of the New Heart Foundation on Major League Wrestling. And you are listening to Peasy on the 2B Blunt Podcast. And we are back on the 2B Blunt Podcast. Can you believe the Scott called in? I've been waiting, man. The Scott is like one one of a kind brain. We spoke about the Scott uh, last week a little bit. He's like the ultimate uh, knowledge like when it comes to wrestling. It's incredible. And anytime you need a fact for anything, this guy knows the date, the place, the time, where it happened, who was there, everything. Yeah, I mean, remember the time you went, played trivia with him? Oh, my God. Yo. People were, like, amazed. They were, like, getting on all fours, like, this praising the Scott, like, oh, my God, how'd you know that question? It's a good story, right? So yeah. so the three of us, right, it was three of us, if I recall. Oh, it was me, you, and Mario. And oh, Scott. me, you, Mario, Scott. That's right. You guys yeah. don't know Mario, but me, you, Mario, Scott, we're at, uh, we're at this trivia thing to try to win tickets to go to SmackDown or something. SmackDown some in Brooklyn. Yeah, something like that. And so we had a team. We show up there and, you know, got our little table set up and everything. And we, they start going through the questions, you know, round after round. And every time they asked the question, we wouldn't even have a chance to think before Scott was already writing the fucking answer down on the paper. Literally yeah. not even a chance. There's people sitting there stumped looking at their paper like it was the fuggliest thing they've ever seen in their life. Just a straight this look of disgust, you know, because they just could not figure it out. But then only four stand tall, you know, and that was me, you, and the Scott and Mario. Me, you, we, and you didn't do yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. It was, Scott should have just stood up there everything. by himself. Me, you know, we should have took the picture, shined his shoes. If I were to Scott, after that performance, I would take those tickets. I'd take my ass down to Brooklyn. I'd take all four seats. I'd sit in the fucking middle. I'd have my food on one side, my drinks on the other, and my jacket on the other, and just to piss the guy off at the end next to me. That's what I would do. That's how you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was Shit. great. Shout out to the Scott. The Scott. Let's get to get it moving, though. I've got a lot to talk about still. Yeah, um, we didn't even get to WWE. Yeah, yet. we got to talk to WWE because what, uh, what a week. I mean, what a Monday, I should say. I mean, Heyman came back with a bang. Uh, that You can tell from the start of the show that that man had his hands all over it. Had to have. All over it. And it all started off. They kick off the show. And, and a false count anywhere, man. False count anywhere. You got Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. They've been feuding for weeks. Working up there. Weeks. Tell them. They've been feuding for weeks. And there's nothing these two wouldn't do to destroy one another at this point. But then you, your mind is blown. It, they took it one step further. Braun Strowman went off his rocker. He pretty much speared Bobby Lashley through the LED screen on the Titantron. And it started off with a bang. And simply all I have to say is, holy shit. 
That was incredible, you know. This is what happens when you're live, you know. But that, my God, I mean, when they went through there, all the pyros, it was crazy. It was wild. It was, some may say overdone. I thought it was beautifully done. You know what I mean? It was a tad overdone. It really because. put up, well, I think they really put up the moment. You know, they yeah. put it over big time. They even had that one side camera that was stuck on for a while and it made you feel like all the other equipment went out. You know, and they just had some hard cam staring at the side of the stage. Yeah, they really want, I mean, it felt so real. I mean, especially the concern in Michael Cole's voice and just everything that was happening was, it seemed like Paul Heyman really came back with a bang. And that was kind of just the beginning of Raw. I mean, that was, but then what happened after that was, you know, the the whole Corey Graves, holy shit thing. Yeah. As you heard in the clip. Uncensored. I mean, that's, is it really. It seems like they're turning a new leaf. They want Maybe to go back to less, edgier. Yeah. The PG era, as I like to call it, may be over. Yeah, yeah. You know, then we had the Street Profits make their uh, debut from NXT. I don't know if it's their official debut, but they had their own little that segment there. That was their there. first time on Raw. Yeah, first time on Raw. Yeah. They came in. They had a nice little intro. I thought that was cool. They cut their promo a little early. special sermon, your NXT Tag Team. Champion Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, the Street Profits are on Monday Night Raw. You heard it live on Raw, the Street Profits. I thought that was pretty. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Cool to see, you know, giving the the NXT Tag Champions a little shine, and that wasn't even the first promo, or the last promo, I should say, cut. They went the whole show cutting their own little segments throughout the whole gimmick. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was pretty sick. I mean, you can't. NXT, the the top talents over there, they're they're big names, and they get they get pops that Raw and SmackDown. I think they should incorporate them more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know who else they should incorporate more? I'm gonna say it, Corbin. Corbin. Oh my God! Did you see the promos he cut throughout Raw and his little uh, suave one he did with Lacey Evans when she was getting ready and he was sitting behind her on the crate talking? Oh man, I'll tell you that guy is a great fucking heel. So bro. you don't, know, but do you still want him to get the strap? Because I told you last week he's gonna get the strap, and you're like, no, I don't, I don't think, think they're so. gonna give it to him. And I'm enjoying what he's doing right no, now. No, he has to get it though, because look at how giddy you are talking about him, <laughs> dude. Because I, when they when they cut the promo and I seen him, and he felt like he was just looking at me, and I just like literally was this laughing. the one before now she fought Natalia. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were still kind of breaking, uh, hinting at the breakup too during that promo too. Oh, to let's not talk about the promo with Seth and Becky. Yeah, no, that was that was horrendous. horrendous. That was uncomfortable. That made me sick to watch. I don't understand why they keep putting these two on screen together because there is literally zero chemistry. Yeah, I agree, and I hope Paul Heyman puts the end to this. This is something that was already decided probably before he took the, the reins, but. It's literally, it makes me uncomfortable to have to watch. You know, this they put them on camera, and it's just like. It's two people that don't like each other. They don't like each other. You could tell just from right here. Bex, 
tell them I'm not impulsive. As you can tell, that was my reaction to that whole segment. And speaking of uh, Seth Rollins being impulsive, as you remember last week, we had talked about his tweets. Yeah, with, what about uh, him? He ended up apologizing to... Um, oh, the Will Ospreay? Yeah, to Will oh, Ospreay. Yeah, he see, ended I saw up apologizing about that, yeah. He apologized to Will Ospreay. Sorry, I'm having a... I had a little moment where I couldn't think about the guy's name, but... Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it feeds into he's a little impulsive, at least on his promo is what I was thinking. He, he even said it in a tweet that followed up. Even, oh, uh, so you thought that segment was referencing. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I they're didn't know what. This, I didn't pick up on that. You might be right. Yeah, they're you might be right. Seth Rollins thing. He even, he even acts like his character on the WWE on Twitter lately, you know? Kind of, yeah. 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 Like, burn it down. He doesn't care, you know? <laughs> He's ready to burn anyone down, any bridges, it seems, because he comes oh. to ring with the chair and stuff. Well, if he wants to come to the 2B Blunt podcast, we could definitely burn it down. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. But you know who else got burned down? Who's that? Mike fucking Bennett. All right? Yeah, we saw his uh, baptism and his funeral, I think, this Monday night. I thought last week when he walked out of 205 Live that that was going to be for the better. You know, that was going to lead to maybe a little main event roster, you know, comeback. Because he was there before they pretty much pushed him back down to 205. You yeah. know? And what ended up happening? I mean, he literally got verbally, like, destroyed by his wife, Maria Canellis. Yeah, on live TV. It was, I mean, I... <laughs> You want to talk about uncomfortable? Yeah, it was pretty uncomfortable, but hey, you know. But I also I also feel like that that segment, that whole entire thing, it's all ha- working into that man thing, you know. I the- think it's it's you can tell Heyman's hands were all over that. Oh my oh, god, yeah. we got another caller unknown now. Should this we answer? It's unknown. Yeah, well, I mean, we could see who it is. It's moonshine. It's a moonshine. Hold on, moonshine. I think a moonshine. Might moonshine. Be- moonshine. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Moonshine McCready. Hey, how's it going, man? How's we at Moonshine? Happy Independence Day. <laughs> Moonshine, are you enjoying Independence yes, Day sir. by having a drink? No, sir, I cannot drink right now. They will not let me drink. That's why I am stuck in rehab, my friend. So you're still, you're still in rehab, huh? I still am here, you know. I gotta beat my demons, but 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 you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard. I thought that you were. It's not, uh, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, my friend. I thought that was like a one or two day thing. Like I didn't realize you were like stuck. No, in, no, no. He's giving an honest effort. This, this time. is like a live-in facility. I, I, I got years and years and years of drinking behind me, my friend. You know, it's not a one or two day fix. It's gonna take a little while, but hey, moonshine. Well, you know, when I come back. I'm gonna come back. Moonshine, the world wants to know how many days have you been sober? I don't know. I can't count that high. I still can't count past like three, maybe four sometimes. Depending, <laughs> but, but I, I still don't know how to count. But I'm learning, my friend. I am learning how to read. Yes, yes that's amazing. They're teaching you how to read, Moonshine. I'm learning, but, but I'm not too good at it, but I'm going to get there. What's your favorite thing to read? 
Oh, oh shit! That's all I got. That's all I got. That's, that's all they got for you there. But, but I'm learning. Sounds like jail moonshining. It's close. I think. I don't know. No jail. Jail. At least you get three meals a day. I only get two, so I don't eat that much. But that's all right, you know. But no, I, I get to sleep in a room and and go to meetings, and that's it. That's all I really do. Moonshine. Let me call you once a week. When yes, are sir. you gonna return to the ring? Uh, I don't really know. I'm in rehab for the rest of July. <laughs> what the fuck is it's July, right? What? It's July. Yeah, it I is July. Yeah, it's July. For the for the re- for the rest of July, I'm not allowed to come out. And we're going to see what happens in August. That's the next one, right? August. Well, we hope to see you in August, man. When you get out of rehab, call us up. Come smoke a blunt over here at the 2B Blunt Podcast. That's right. I can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? That's part of the stuff. You're not allowed to smoke the wacky tobacco either. Damn, that really is like hell. That's what they say. They they say, am I into going back to drinking moonshine? And I'm like, well, what about vodka? And they're like, no. And I'm like, but, but what about what about tequila? They're like, no. I'm like, what about moonshine? And they're like, you're not allowed to drink moonshine. I'm like, but I like moonshine. And they're like, no, you can't drink moonshine. I'm like, that's not fair. But that's all right. I'll figure it out. <laughs> wow, wow, moonshine. That's amazing. I'm so happy you called. I got to say, I, I hope you have. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy you're sober, man. That's at least seven days if you're still in rehab. I'm not really that happy We're- I'm sober, but I am. We're going to keep count for you over here at the podcast. We know you got at least seven. Let's make it to 14. Seven huh? what? Seven days clean right, since well, the last man, time you well, called seven in. Seven days over. God, oh, I'm, I'm not too happy about that. That's a big number. Damn, Frank, I think you pissed off Moonshine. Yeah, I'm not. Well, really Moonshine, I just took down a, throwing these big numbers at me. I just took a shot of whiskey for you. Damn, oh, that's, that's so nice. I wish I could good temptation. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, I'm good. I'm going. Wow. <laughs> Damn. What? This is amazing. Well, you know what? I love this holiday. It's one of, you got Moonshine calling it from rehab for the second week in a row. Moonshine, can you call back next week too? I mean, I want to get like weekly updates. Yeah, we want to. We're going to keep track of how many days sober Moonshine. Is there has. like a phone number I got to call to get in touch with you, or are you going to call me? I'll let you know. Okay. Sometimes they let me call. This guy. Yeah, he was he was chopping up. Moonshine, I love you, but you were breaking up, man. Yeah, and, that's you know, it. That's wow, it. Moonshine, man. You guys got to get in a nice place. You know, this is crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, poor Michael Bennett. Good for Moonshine. Yeah, good for Moonshine. Poor Mike Bennett, though. I mean, he literally got shit on. Uh, and it was this, the ultimate burial. Like, they just literally shit all over him. And his wife said some stuff that... You know, shocked a lot of people online, I'll tell you that. How? How could I be pregnant? I don't know, because I don't think you're man enough to get me pregnant. Oh, God. I mean, that was, that's a Paul Heyman line. It's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. That's Paul Heyman all day. You know, let's talk about one of my favorite parts of Raw, though, the very end. You know, Ricochet versus AJ Styles, round two. They had you know? a, they started off with a heated exchange backstage with some pretty uh, stiff open f- 
hand slaps little, across little, the face. A cu- couple slaps across yeah, the face, hype each slaps. other up. And they uh, it's the first time they fought each other since House of Glory. No. Yeah. No, they, they and AJ Styles. Oh, no, they fought the week before. Oh, they did? <laughs> wow, I guess I am blunted. <laughs> this is like the rematch, bro. Uh, well, I'm so used to rematches. Well, it don't matter. Either way, what happened at the end, you know, the thing is Ricochet beat him the first time, right? So they want the rematch. And then... AJ Styles lost again. Yeah, I was I'm, I was confused. I'm high, you're right. Yeah, and, and then he snapped, you know, and in comes the club, you know. The good brothers. The good brothers. Thank the Lord that's over. The club, they were, they came over with all those guys, and they were kind of just never used. Yeah, the, you know, and now they're, they're finishing back. off Raw in style. The club rides once again. You heard him. We are the club, and we're back. They're back. It's huge, huge. You know, I, and uh, overall, I thought Raw, and I think most people out there feel the same way. It was like a huge improvement from the past few weeks. You know, yeah, I agree. It was but, huge, and it was. I, I magically, I stayed awake for fucking three hours. So to me, I thought they did a good fucking job because I even started it late. What do you, you know? think of uh, the Shane McMahon? And Undertaker promo. I'll tell you what I did like about that was the old school lightning pyro. Loved it. Didn't you know, know where it was coming from. Didn't know where it was coming from. You know, they did the whole lights flicker and shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Typ- f- typical mind game. Yeah. And the they, I haven't seen the lightning to the post in forever. Yeah. You know, and that's like one of my favorite things, you know, very nostalgic. It was very nostalgic. And I thought it kind of created a, a cool, unique moment. We haven't seen in a while. It was great. See, ah, the lightning bolts, <laughs> lightning bolts. See what I didn't like about that was Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre came out there and, uh, Drew McIntyre was like, I came out here for a fight, as you could see. Because one thing I was wondering about Drew McIntyre, he's always in ring gear, right? You ever see that guy in street clothes? He's always got problems. <laughs> no, like, he's always, always got his trench yeah, coat. he's always got his trench coat. And he's, he's got his little fucking sights on. on. Yeah. You know? Which is funny. You never see him in anything but ring gear. But he came out. He was, I'm dressed for a fight. And then as soon as, you know, Dead Man came out, him and Shane scurried four rows deep into the arena. Well. Why talk that smack if you're not going to back it up? Because that's what, you know, that's, that's what they're supposed to do. The mind games. The mind games, right. Mind games. Mind, on both ends. On both sides. The Undertaker, you know, cut that great promo. I know you felt it was kind of. It was little. He delivered it slowly. It wasn't that it was bad. He just delivered it slow. I feel like that's how he used to do them, though. Like back in the day. It was very, uh, you know, iconic the way he did it. It was very reminiscent of the old, old like, Undertaker. And I'm yeah. talking old, like, that, 90s, you know? I mean, the content was very, very old Undertaker talking about the Reaper of Souls. And I'm here right. to take your soul. And you will rest in peace. And then, boom, Pyro's again. Yep. That's it. Right That's into it. it. You know, I'll tell you what I didn't understand is why the hell we got Miz versus Elias in a two out of three false match again. Yeah, that was, you know, you know, again. I know you were talking about that. You brought this up earlier. We were talking before we got on the air. 
And I wanted to bring that up because, you know, here I was thinking after Raw, we were getting, uh, you know, out of the rematch cycles. And then here's Eric Bischoff. He's coming to deliver on Tuesday nights. Well, I don't think Eric Bischoff started yet. He hasn't started? I don't think he's supposed to start until after Extreme Rules. All right. So you've read that? Yes. All right. So, yes. but Monday night was Paul Heyman was. Paul, Paul Heyman started immediately. Yeah. yeah. 100%. You know, although remember that meme I sent you? Yep. With the uh, Keanu, which was very interesting, you yeah. know, because it was right. It's like, what if they just told us that he was running the show? But he yeah. wasn't. But he wasn't. And just to make us think he was. Mind games. Mind fucking games. How mind blown. Yep. You know? And uh, but I don't know. So, so we got the we got so, the two out of three falls match again. It wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. I'm just I just it was story storyline wise, I didn't understand why it happened. Maybe Elias and Miz are gonna you know battle at Extreme Rules in a guitar gimmick, probably a gimmick match. The next match they're gonna have. I just felt like overall SmackDown was like uh, totally different from Raw, but not in a good way. Like terrible. It, way. it felt like you know. It did there, last They week. had its moments where it felt like it was moving away from Okay, the so what? Era. When Kofi Kingston gave Samoa Joe the middle finger? Yeah, that was the only moment. All right. I mean, that was cool to see. But other than that, that's the edgiest fucking thing they did. My show is more, our show is more edgy than this shit. Well, no, that's not the edgiest thing they did. They also allowed Big E to get a singles match, which is great because they never do. Dude, I popped when they told me we were getting. I Big couldn't e believe it. First, Daniel yeah, Bryan. It was high profile, it, yeah. and it was a great match. Great match. You know, he really worked. You know, I love Biggie and his style, and that works with a great big man who got some agility behind him. Yo, I'm a big Biggie link. Yeah, kid. me too. Uh, and um, I thought the match was good. And I then later it. on, they worked the uh, they worked the story into the triple uh, the Kevin Owens Dolph Ziggler versus the uh, the what. I don't know, heavy machinery or... or oh, yeah, heavy yeah. machinery. Yeah, yeah. that's like, I don't know. I was having a stone moment. I was hoping you were going to carry me. As no, because I was, I was right. I was having the same moment. So the heavy machinery, <laughs> yeah. You know, they were they worked the outside the ring. They were throwing the pancakes. Here you go. Eat your pancakes. When it, Rowan and uh, Brian attacked. That's it. That they came great. out yeah, at the end. They had a little bit of a... Yeah, they had a feud going. A little bit of a food fight at the end there. Food fight, yep. Overall, though... Uh, a lot of the people online were complaining about SmackDown. You know, they just felt like Raw had felt so fresh. And SmackDown felt like the same old shit. So I guess we'll find out what happens next week and see if things are a little different on SmackDown. Well, I'm looking forward to Extreme Rules. You know, the buildup of the matches. I'm thinking the cards, getting, it's getting very good, which is going to bring us right to SummerSlam. That's it. You know? Right into SummerSlam. So that's, that's why I'm saying... <laughs> Extreme Rules is usually a good pay-per-view. Corbin and uh, Evans will have the belts. And then All right, we'll see. Coming in the SummerSlam. We'll see. We'll see. I know, the, I know that will definitely incite the keyboard warriors online to cry about it. And who better to tell us more about that than our correspondent, Bill? That's right. It's Bill Bungie with Trolling Loud. I'm so pissed off. This is Trolling Live with Bill Bungie. Bill Bungie on the line here with another edition of Trolling Loud. Bill Bungie, what do you got for us this week? I would love to say happy 4th of July, but none of you, Mark, can enjoy or appreciate anything. So just continue being miserable, complain about the heat, 
complain about the humidity and complain that America isn't what it should be and just keep complaining and complaining. That seems to be a lot of what's going on online these days. Everybody's just complaining. All the time. And I'm here to complain about you, Mark. Not you, PZ. And not you, other guy, Frank, or whatever your name is. My name's you Frank. Know, tried to pick an Get argument it right. with me. Well, you, you know what? I, I don't want to argue with you. I want to argue with all these marks at home. So, so let them have it. Give me for last week. All right. So, uh, so basically, all I've heard about all week is, Oh, well, Ty Dillinger hit Cody too hard in the head with a chair, and, and it was supposed to be gimmick, but then they said gimmick, and, and we don't want anyone to acknowledge that wrestling is predetermined, and it's just, guys, like, I, I don't know how else to tell you this. Like, AEW is getting over by being smart, by presenting a, a professional wrestling product that is very self-aware, that is very... Um, I'm trying to think of the right word that isn't too big for you people to understand, but um, they, they are owning up to what we all know about wrestling. You know, nobody's using the word fake. They're just saying that they didn't mean to bust Cody Rhodes' head open as bad as his brother busted his own head open at the last event. Oh, but what so, a chair shot that was, you know? Sickening oh, thud. Sickening thud. And then you go on Twitter and you think everybody would be popping off for that, but everybody's... Why did because they admitted that the, the, the chair shot wasn't wasn't supposed to happen, they said. I challenge any of those couch warriors, those keyboard warriors, to get in that ring and take that chair shot, gimmicked or not. They did something great in doing it. And listen, concussions aren't great. Not protecting yourself isn't great. You know, how, how bad must Ty have felt for doing it, you know? It was a moment that you can't get on WWE right now, and they did it. So, that's that's one thing you know another thing i would have to say is they're they're whining and crying about how they use or don't use braun Strowman, right oh yeah that that that's been a hot topic lately dude and and they finally instead of him tipping over an ambulance which is physically impossible instead of him i don't know picking up titan towers and walking around with it which is (laughs) you know what i mean oh yeah he does something that makes sense that actually adds a level of intensity to the feud he has. And people are like, oh, there's too much fireworks. Dude, Bro. that was pissing me off when I seen that shit online. First off, it's the 4th of July, Mark. That's your fireworks. Second off, um, I mean, it's realistic. It makes sense. It, it's something that, that a big, strong guy could actually do. So how about stop whining about what they're not doing with him. See what they are doing with him. You asked for Paul Heyman. They did. Paul Heyman brought some realism. I was I was among many who were sitting there being reasonable, being intelligent, and thinking, well, Paul Heyman's not going to have a huge impact immediately. He can't. You know, you have to follow through on the storylines that already exist before he starts tampering with them. But right. no, you get one of the best Raws in the last two years, which people still find a way to complain about. <laughs> which is unbelievable to me, you know? Speaking of all the complaining, one more thing. You guys want to whine. You want to bitch about Shane McMahon getting all this screen time because you'd rather see your favorite wrestler in that spot. First off, whether he is a a complete machine like Ricochet, who could do all the flippy-dippy shit that I don't like anyway, or or he's a mat technician, if he's like an NXT UK fucking mat genius, or if he's just a storyteller, like, there's, it doesn't matter. The guy was born of the, the guy who created 
everything in wrestling that we have today. He was born into the role of a dominant position in this company. He has the charisma to be an on-air, uh, an on-air um, talent, and he outperforms virtually all the wrestlers on the mic. And it's yeah, he does a bunch of stupid spots. I don't like him either, but he puts on entertaining matches that tell a story every time, every single time. Shane McMahon. You know, he comes to the show, and he gives you the show, and sometimes he even steals the show. One more challenge to all you bums at home. Get five minutes of screen time in front of 20,000 streaming fans, right, which you can't handle to begin with. You probably couldn't perform in front of a living room with three of your friends. And try to do the dancing, try to do the talking, try to do the wrestling, try to do anything that Shane McMahon does. The guy is a prodigy. He's fantastic, and you marks are wrong for not liking You're tuned in to another episode of To Be Blood with PZ. We on that 4th of July shit. Man, I feel like it's 4th of, uh, I mean, the 4th month and the 20th day right now. That's how lit I am. From oh, yeah, that, that, that thing got me litty. I think I'm going to spark the rest. Is there anything left of this? Yeah, there's a couple rippers. Ooh, that might be good before the next segment where we talk about gas of trash. Yep. You know what? Because I tell you what, though, this has been quite the show. I, last, last show we did, I was pretty good. Like, I didn't do no stupid shit. I drank my water and we smoked. I had a little blunt. This show, because it's the holiday, I figured we got to go in. So I had a couple of them spike drinks we got there. I've we had, had a few. Shots. I had some uh, nippers here, some uh, cinnamon whiskey. Up. We got the the king palm, which you probably can check out on my on the IG yes, for the Two B Blunt podcast. You know what I mean? Uh, and surprisingly, this show was still going, with the exception that Don King K decided not to pick up the phone for the hotline. Yeah, but whatever. It's the holidays. He's getting lit on the holidays. We're getting lit on the holidays. This is I mean, true. It's the Fourth of July. It's the independence of America. I mean. I almost want to ask you just maybe for not just for me, but maybe the listeners out there, if you could pull up the beginning song one more time to get us pumped up. You know, we want, you know, we want to feel American today. You want to feel American? We want to feel American. You want to feel American? We're lighting blunts. We're lighting fireworks. I'll give you American. Yeah. How's this for American, you son of a bitch? Exactly what I wanted, brother. You know something, brother? We're already over an hour through this podcast. And we're taking our pills. We're drinking our whiskeys. We're smoking our bloods. We're dropping leg drops, brother. The mega powers, Frank Knox, and Hollywood Hulk Casey. <laughs> yeah. How's man. that? How's that? That was great. That was Hollywood, Hollywood Hulk Casey. <laughs> It's Hollywood Hulk Peasy. Can you believe it? Oh, man. If you guys want to call in, 860-347-110. Yeah, call in if you want to spit a rhyme. Or you talk want to shit. just talk. You just want no. to shoot the shit. This is the holiday podcast. This so the we're holiday just, podcast. Yeah, we're on the rip right now. Yep. 384-7110-860-AREA-CODE. Uh, <laughs> 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 Yo, uh, wicked, wicked, wicked. 
Slim Shady. Hey, my man, you already know. Yeah, man. So we've just been drinking and smoking this whole show. It's been whole real show. fun. It's been, been real fun. July, we've been chilling. I tell you what about this smoking, though, because this motherfucking jabroni Frank Knox had no weed. Yo, I couldn't find <laughs> weed, man, for two days. For two days, this, this guy shit. tells me he hasn't been able to find no herb. <laughs> no herb. This shit's dry out there. It's heat wave. It's dry. How come I got fucking ounces of weed here? Because you're like you're like a, a hoarder of weed. Like anytime someone's like, "Yo, man, I got this new bud," you're like, "All right, I'll take a quarter, I'll take a half, I'll take an ounce." You know? Yo, you never know when the end of the world's coming. You got to be prepared, bro. You know, one thing you will know is if there's a zombie apocalypse, Peasy will be the last man with marijuana in this world. That's right, and probably the only man left with marijuana in this world. You know, but you say you've been having trouble having finding weed for like two days. Yeah, man. I wish there was an alternative solution where you didn't have to worry about it. Well, you, re- you remember last week when we talked about um, the remember the commercial we aired about the bright side? Yeah, about yeah, the weed, yeah. The weed thing is kind of all preppy, though. You know, yeah, that wasn't really my feel. That I wasn't really your think, feel. Yeah. But I got one. I think that you may it might appeal to you. Right. So I got this idea. We put this thing together. Um a service that you don't have to worry about a weed dealer. No yeah. way, man. Yeah, a service that'll bring you weed to your door. See, but my problem is, is like, I don't want to just try one type of weed, though. Like, I want to have, like, a variation. So, like, I want to try out a couple different strands. Like, oh, I, think, have, I think this service might do everything for you. It might give you a few strains that you could try. All right, that's something I could get behind. And then keep what you like. Sign me up, player. And I call this one Loud Pack. Sometimes life can be a little stressful. Damn, my bag is so low. Sometimes the wait for the weed dealer can be just too much to bear. I've been waiting all day for this guy. Sometimes you need to take matters into your own hands. Sometimes you need a Loud Pack. Loudpack is a subscription service that delivers the dankest of herb right to your front door. Each week, we will provide three different Ziploc bags of the loudest herb to sample so you can choose what you like and send back what you don't. Let's see your weed dealer provide that kind of service. Life is so much better without the weed, man. Our loud packs are guaranteed to put you in the chillest of moods, whether it's dealing with family on the holiday or simply binge-watching your favorite series online. Loud packs may cause dry mouth, insatiable hunger, giggles, drowsiness, anxiety, increased sexual desire, panic attacks, temporary loss of bodily functions, increased heart rate, paranoia, hallucinations, slow reaction time, and short-term memory recall issues. Please use as often as you'd like. Sign up today for your Loud Pack. This is the one above all. Your Ultimate World Champion and the Stone CGW World Tag you're tuned into another episode of To Be Blunt with Pete. Yo, it's that beat again, bro. Yo, this shit is fire. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I let him fail last week, bro. I gotta give him some new shit. Yo, hit him with it. I gotta give it to you, get high rapper. Yes, sir. Your host, Peasy. Yep. Yeah. White boy with the flow, though. It's what I got slanging on the low, low. Hey. Hey. In case you didn't know, I'm the rapper smoking rappers. Put the game off in a show code. Cooking chickens in the kitchen. This ain't no dose. What I'm cooking made a bottle never disclose. 
Only thing you need to know This the shit that all these white hoes Stuffing up in they nose Whoa Fresh clothes wherever I go Don't be mad at all these bitches Because they chose Yo They know I'm the pro I suppose that they chose me Cause you're getting so close Yup Smoking on a loud pack VIP still smoking Cause I'm about that Get high rapper you didn't know that CT tell them why they better know that Fuck a hater Take a lesson from a boss hog oh. All these haters Want these haters Worth a pound dog So when you roll up Make the shit a face piece All you want is Get the Start to increase Yup Man, they coming out the woodwork Said they claiming that they got a slang and rework They be begging PC, please just let me in for free How you call yourself a baller if you jockin' me? Yo, 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 that was some hot shit, man <laughs> That was some crazy shit Yo, yo, I'm so fucking high Matter of fact, it's the 4th of July Ha ha, I'm feeling real fine I'm the podcast with my boy PG Ride or Die yep. Here we go again, now we is spitting Nothing we ever do ever is pre-written yep. Coming off the dome, now I'm going home Everybody wants to see me in my zone Woo. Fourth of July, fireworks popping Everything we never know that we cycling No, hey. this is real crazy I didn't think I spit live on the radio Yo <laughs> Yo, oh, that's shit. some old school shit, man. We had damn, just went off right now. Yep, and that's you know, man, we need that shit. That's what we need. You guys need to understand this whole you know uh, gas or trash segment is all about y'all wanting to be spitting live on air. Yeah, spit live or even come sing on air. I don't care. Do a poem. Do something. Well, I mean, well, a poem. Well, poem that's a little too far. That. I'd rather listen to people cut a promo. You, you want to call me. and cut a promo? Call and cut a promo. If you think you can call and cut a better promo than me, call me right now. 860-384-7110. If you think you that you can minutes. call. You got five minutes. Five minutes? You want me to talk for five minutes? Fine. If we someone can call minutes. me and tell me they can cut a better promo than me, right here, right now, let Frank Knox be the impartial, unbiased judge. Unpartial. Impartial. Whatever. Un- it, it, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, PZ. I'm sorry. You're right. It doesn't matter. Anyways, gas so, yeah. or trash? Submit your shit. If you want to be on any week, send an email to be blunt podcast, gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, whatever you want to do. That too. Follow us on that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and come on and send me a sample. Send us a sample of something to listen to so we know that you can actually do something you know worth putting on the air. If you want to ask a question... You're going to have to call during the segment yeah. and ask a question. Right. Because, I mean, we can't answer all the questions that we get. No, but if they want to be on, they got to send an email submission. Name yeah. and a sample of your work. Yep. If you're good, we'll let you know when you're going to be on. Simple as that. Simple as that. But how about anyone calling call to cut a promo? No, no one, one wants no to cut one, a promo. No one wants to cut a Nobody promo. Nobody wants to cut a promo against me. I don't blame them. That's right. I don't blame them either. It doesn't no. even matter because you know what? We've been doing this thing for a long time now today. Almost an hour and 40 minutes. Some an shit hour like that. and 40 I minutes. I don't know, bro. No way, Jose. I don't know. Something no crazy. Way. Man, I hope you guys all had a 4th of July. We really appreciate anyone that listened in, and we hope that you tune in again next week, you know? That's right. Make sure you check all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all To Be Blunt Podcast is the uh, username. So make sure you uh, get up on there, follow us, give us likes, give us love, and we will see you next week. The 2B Blunt Podcast returns live at 6 p.m. And each and every week, you are going to get nothing 
but the highest. We done here. It's the highest motherfucking podcast around. To be blunt. <laughs>